0: Hey everybody! Welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello! Welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist.
1: I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut.
2: Oh, that's I that's sexy though. Is I, like, it? I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz.
0: I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. <laughs> Bradford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shoo, cha,
1: shoo ba do ba ba.
0: <laughs> hello hi everybody we have a super special episode and i am so excited because for the first time ever in your unpaid therapist history we have a patreon member
2: and- <laughs> Yay. i'm
0: valerie everybody oh yeah that's helpful i'm ali kona and then today we have my very lovely friend who i've known since the early 1800s that, I was, I was going to call you Valerie and
2: Brandy. <laughs> okay. Brandy, thank Hello. you so much for joining us. This is um, this is so exciting because I, as I'm sure she's told you, like the whole reason we started this podcast is to have these girl talks and to have the support and to have this this group of women just talking about the things that we experience in life and that we can relate to and motivate each other. So to have you, one, support us, um, and two... Uh, <laughs> amuse us by being on this, uh, on the episode um, is really, really sweet and exciting. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You're
2: welcome.
1: Okay. So today we decided to talk about moving. Moving. And moving for your partner,
0: like we've talked about, like Brandy, uh, had made a move for her family and her husband and his job. Valerie had made a move to be closer with her boyfriend. And I chose not to do the move when given, you know, a boyfriend that had to move somewhere. So, um, very interesting perspectives, but you know, we always got to start the show with a little never, oops, don't hit the mic. Never Never have I ever. ever. (laughs) So Brandy, since you are our guest of honor, I'm just going to shuffle and you tell me when to stop. Oops. Okay.
2: So she has the cards in her hands for everybody who is not watching us. I, I and thought thought they're would, falling okay, out so, of their hands. Okay.
0: I would not make it as a poker dealer, <laughs> clearly. Okay. Now that I've shuffled, do you want um, blue, pink, or uh, yellow? We've got to go with pink. Pink. Okay, great. So the first pink card, she's getting a card. All right. So it is. Never have I ever been serenaded by a boy or a girl. Ooh. Oh,
1: I haven't. I serenade my husband all the time, but I've never been serenaded right. myself. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Brandy's a singer,
0: you guys. Right, so. <laughs> I might put you on the spot. You start warming up your vocal cords, girl. <laughs> I and, love uh, it. Oh, man. Have <laughs> you, Ali, kind of been serenaded? I've had an almost. What does that mean? Okay. So one time, Brandy, I don't think you knew this either. Um, It was my senior year and there was, I was in a play, I was in a one act Mm -hmm. and there was this boy who I guess had a crush on me and not my type um, and (laughs) he apparently had, was gonna sing like Phantom of the Opera at the end of the one act, like after we finished and he was gonna like come out on stage in front of everybody in high school and have like the Phantom of the Opera mask and everything. And apparently he'd been training for a whole month with a vocal teacher and Uh i was like, no, don't do that. You Don't mean like neither. he he wanted to surprise you Aww. with this? <gasps> How did you find Aww. out? Uh, somebody told me because he was in the play with me, and he's like, "Just so you know, so and so has this big plan." And I was like, oh, oh no!" Because then I would no. feel just so awful because I just
2: that's so he was embarrassing.
0: A, my type, and I didn't want to turn him down, like on stage, because he was going to ask yes. me out. Oh, so that's
2: I was really bold. Yeah, to whoever yeah. you are out there, good for you for creativity, yeah, and for boldness because we, you know. I feel like a lot of women we want that from men, right? Or women, or yeah. whoever, from your partner, you want these bold actions. Yeah. Um. And you. And so I want to applaud that. I am sorry that it didn't
0: work out for you. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's very brave. I, I love that. was I, cool. I was. It is yeah. cool. Well, I was an asshole and I intercepted. Oh. I didn't know how to say <laughs> don't do that. So instead, like I purposely had. Brandy I had Eric Evelyn come to school. He already graduated, but I had him like come walk around in the parking lot with me and hold my hand so it looked like I had a boyfriend and then the guy <laughs> the guy never did, did it. Yeah. Well, I mean
2: that was kind of nice. I think that was it. I don't I I don't feel like you were an asshole for that. I think you were protecting him. Like I don't feel like it was you being actually mean. I was scared that you'd actually did something very mean. No no, I think oh, that God. was like, yeah, yikes let me protect this guy from embarrassment and myself, yeah. Okay. I get that. Yeah, I totally no. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. Um, for me, my ex-husband used to sing. So, and he like wrote songs for me and stuff. So, oh. yeah, oh. happened a lot. And he was an amazing singer. So, um, yeah. No, nothing's super exciting, but... Okay, let's move on. Never have I ever... I'm shuffling the cards. I'm going to choose blue. Never have I ever met my hero. Yes, I have. Um, if you are new to me, um, <laughs> where, where have you been? But welcome to the podcast. But I am a huge J-Lo fan, and I got to meet J-Lo not... Only did I meet her before I met her. I got to play her in a movie. That's right. Um, I played her in a okay. movie. Yeah, it was so fun, and it was like a dream come true. I just moved to LA. It was my birth, uh, my first big film um, that was going to be in the theaters, and I was playing Jennifer Lopez, spoofing her really. But you know, no, that's nor here nor there, because um, I was just like, I'm playing Jeno, and everybody who knew me were like, seriously, like, of course you are. Then I got to spoof her again in an Affion Crockett, like. I don't even know what it was really, but it was a bunch of like little vignettes and funny stand-up things. Um, I got to spoof her and uh, Kim Kardashian. Really, oh. they put a, 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 a fake booty on me, a prosthetic, and they were like, who else could we do? Um, but then I got to meet her during her American Idol days. A friend of mine knew uh, Casper, and that's when she was dating oh, him. Cas- <laughs> and so I got to meet her, and she was lovely. And then that friend had a birthday dinner that J Lo went to, and she was like literally sitting across from me, and she was just so cool and so chill, and yeah, it was awesome.
1: Nice. I would love that. Be so cool to meet her.
2: Yeah, she was great, and you know, there's so many rumors. Um, about her being this or that and she absolutely wasn't so
1: there you go
0: I've never met my hero okay who right. is your hero th- th- I guess that's like one of those I don't know so that's why I've never met I could tell you who I had a crush on when I was younger but but that's not a hero okay uh, a crush okay so then my my Shiro would be uh Jennifer Aniston or Reese Witherspoon, and I have not met them so but you were close I was in close
1: yeah you got close to Reese yes yeah yes Yes. Okay. So what about you, Brandy? I don't really have a hero either, but being into music as much as I am to music, I love Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Love her voice. And I actually won backstage tickets to one of her concerts. So I gotta meet her, do like a meet and greet, and y'all, she is so fun in person um, as she is like on TV. Yeah, I can imagine.
2: I love that. Yeah. She I when I came out to LA when the uh, um was that Ke- Ke- kelly wasn't it kelly no is that was that her did i just mess up yes yes you know what's not
1: when i was talking about? i think i know what you're talking about
2: yes and that song was super popular and i just would like drive the through la and look out the window and be like here i go
0: so stupid. All right, some of the cards. Let's okay. get through this um, okay, so we okay, can yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. stay okay, on okay. time. Never have I ever manifested something super cool from my vision board. I have, actually. Okay. So this one time at band camp with our former guest, Paul Benedict, who I call Paul Chichi, um, <laughs> he and I had planned to go to... Um, Spain. And there was a huge volcano eruption in Iceland. There was ash everywhere. The airports shut down. We couldn't get to Spain. And so that night my mom was like, you need to pick somewhere else to go. And so land, like randomly our finger landed on Switzerland and we we're mm-hmm. like, we're going to Switzerland tomorrow. And so we went and basically the whole trip was we were on a train and we would pass back and forth like our little like Frommer's book that he got from the library and just randomly pick a city. And wow. so, yeah. And so I was like, oh wait, the Matterhorn, that's I thought that was just a ride in Disneyland. Like, I didn't know that was a real mountain. So I told Paul, like, we have to go. And we show up. And as I'm walking down these cobblestone streets and this like North Pole looking town, I was like, this place looks familiar, but I've never been to Switzerland before. And then I got home and looked at my vision board and was like, oh, shit, there was a photo of the street that I was walking wow, down. Wow. That's oh, neat. Yeah.
2: That's so cool. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Have you ever?
2: Brandy? Brandy? Yeah. Have you ever uh, lived or, or experienced something that you had manifested or had put on a vision board? Or
1: I don't know if this really counts as that, but ever since we've been in Colorado, things have been really different, really tight. It's way more expensive than Las Vegas. And we've been really trying to get into a house, like visiting a house, and we just put applications in for one, two days ago. So we're, like, super excited. Yay! That is exciting.
2: I've always wanted to go to Colorado. I hear it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. It's cold, but it's beautiful. True. True, true, true. <laughs> um, let's see. For me, yes. Um, being It I wasn't necessarily a vision board. I used to just write things down and then put them in a box, and I still have this box. Um, and uh, it was the year that I got that J-Lo movie, and I had written a bunch of things down on a list of like, this year, I'm going to book a movie, be on a TV show, da-da-da-da, a bunch of different things. And I had forgotten about it, and I put it in this box, and then later, I want to say it was like two years later, I like, oh, my box, and I looked at it, and I said, still actually have the little paper. Um, and I read it and I was like, Oh my God, I did all of that. Like I was in a feature film. I got a TV show this year. I did this. And it was like, almost like I want to say like five out of seven things I had written down had come true, um, which is really that. neat.
0: Where did you buy this box and where can I get one? So no, <laughs> the box was given to me. I have to show it to you. I think, right. I
2: think it's. Oops, sorry. I think it's in um, my cabinet right there. A friend gave it to me, and it had. She, I don't remember what she wrote on top, but it, it always became like my little little like. I'm gonna write things down and just tuck them in there, box
0: okay well note to self buy a box
2: (laughs) All right. let's get it going so we have Brandy in the show you guys if you're just listening if you fast forwarded I don't know if you forgot she is a Patreon member and super friend of Ali Kona for such a long time and lately really what we wanted to talk about is moving and changing your life and uprooting for someone else yes and no for yourself also but seemingly maybe for somebody else would you do it have you done it what are your thoughts?
0: Well, Brittany, yes. I would say you obviously did it, but like yes. what made you just I mean you you guys you have a family, but that was so much sacrifice. Like what were the conversations that were had between you and Louie and
1: um ultimately made you be like, "Okay, <laughs> I guess I'll do this." Yeah. Truthfully, it happened during COVID, and he was furloughed from his job and just looking for something and he happened to be online looking for stuff and putting stuff in and he didn't realize he applied for um a sign shop in Colorado. And he got the call. And he told me he got a call from a sign shop in Colorado. And he's like, but I told them no. And I was like, why would you tell them no? And I don't even know why I said that. But it just came out. And I was like, you know what, maybe it's something what we need. And he was like, okay, I'm going to call them back. And he called them back. And he did a, a phone interview with them. And they loved him. And then they flew him out. And he came back home and talked to me about how beautiful Colorado was. Um, And we had to talk to our middle son because he would be leaving his senior year. So that kind of as parents killed us. Yeah. Yeah. So because he would have to finish his senior year. We did actually offer to let him hang back home because my entire family and my husband's entire family was home. So we offered him to stay home. But he decided to come with us. And we made the decision to pack up and move and make a change. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. How did that conversation go with your son? Like, was, was he 100% all go? Or was there any kind of hesitation?
1: He was definitely hesitant. I think he thought about staying behind, like, and living with my mom and dad, because my mom had definitely offered that. But at the same time, we had never been apart. So I think he was kind of iffy about that, even though he won't say that. So he did, he came out and he came with us and he did good. You know, He made a couple of friends his his senior year, but now that he's done and over with, he goes home to Vegas like once every other month. I love it.
0: (laughs) Well, let's just talk about the fact that, okay, first of all, you've lived in Vegas your whole life. You and I, and I think the rest of the world knows that it's like hot as Hades out there. And then you went from Vegas to Colorado where it gets in the negative. So like what kind of shock and were you ever like, I just want to go home. I'm so homesick. I feel
1: that way every winter so far.
2: Aww. Yeah, I I could see that. No,
1: but um, I don't. The the first time it actually really snowed, you could tell that we weren't from there because all five of us were bundled up from head to toe, throwing snow, building snowmen, having snowball fights. Like we had so much fun. We loved the snow. We really did. I actually still love it. I just don't like driving in it. That's my only thing.
0: I was like, meanwhile, your neighbors are looking out the window like, they're totally yes. not from
1: <laughs> Not one person came outside to play in the snow. We were the only ones. Okay. <laughs> How long have you been there now in Colorado? This is our third year because this is our third winter. So oh, yeah.
2: is it, does it feel like home yet or not really?
1: It's starting to, it's really growing on us. Um, because back home in Las Vegas, sadly, there's nothing to do as a family. Oh, really? Especially if I feel like there's not, not really, not unless you can go blow a whole bunch of money. True. Uh, yeah.
2: So what do you guys do as a family then now that you do? We do
1: everything. Like we live outdoors now and I love it. We go hiking, biking, um, we go up to Estes Park and there's ton of, of elk and we walk around the park and like just sit and hang out and watch the elk. Like I love it. You can't do that back home.
0: I love that. That's awesome. I feel like it sounds like the move was definitely a family move and didn't feel like uh uh oh, I'm giving up my life for this other person. I'm giving up my dream for this other person. Like how long sure. did it take you to transition into your own thing?
1: Um, it took me two years. Oh. So I, I yeah, but like I just got I been with my job for a year, so I just got a job about a year ago. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, and for the so for the first two years, I stayed home and kind of like got our life situated and together. Got the boys, you know, in school and figured out school and everything was new for my youngest too. So like figuring out the school system here and picking him up and making sure I was here for him because everything was new for him. How so old is your youngest? In the first couple of years, he he's twelve now, so he was ten. Yeah. When we moved here, he was 10. He's just starting. So I love that. I yeah, mean, I sure. think what's so beautiful about that is that, I mean, like
2: you were saying, it is it was a choice for the family. But what I love is that you surprised yourself.
1: Like, yeah. you didn't think <laughs> that's something you would have said. And out of nowhere, you're like, what? Why? Why <laughs> didn't what? you say no? I did. There's still times where I'm like, I can't believe like I said, yes, let's do it. But it was really good for my family. It really was. Like, it, we were the only... People we had out here, so it really brought brought us close together. Like my kids hung out with us a lot because they had no friends here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's cute.
1: That's cute. Yeah, you can't get things like that back.
2: I was talking to Ali Krona that similarly, um, my dad did that for our family, and oh. um you know, born in Puerto Rico, both of them, their whole life was there. My dad was in the National Guard, so he kind of got to get out of the island and, and see other things. And then when they were yes. planning a family he told my mom, like, I want to move to the States. And um, I've had this conversation with my mom on how difficult that was for her because she really never left the island. You know what I mean? And like all her family was there and comfort and everything that she ever thought was going to happen with her life was in Puerto Rico. So um, it was really hard, but she she trusted him. She put all her faith in him and they moved to Florida. Um, and, and I was telling her my life, I I can't even imagine what my life would be had we still been in Puerto Rico and not to shit on Puerto Rico, but there's just so much more opportunity here in the States. And my brother and I, our careers have flourished our dreams and and everything that we thought could happen with our life has been magnified because of my dad's decision and my mom's bravery to, to follow him and do that. Yeah. And that's that's a hard thing to do when, when there's no guarantee of anything, right? Like, at least you guys had that guarantee of, like, we're moving because of this great opportunity. My mom and my dad were kind of like, I think this is going to be better. Right,
0: right. <laughs> So I'm so thankful for that. See, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, it was the reverse roles for my family. So my mom worked for American Airlines. We lived in LA and moved to North Carolina because of my mom's job. Mm. My dad had his own business. He had an aviation magazine. He had his own plane. But the magazine wasn't doing so well. And so when she got the opportunity to go to North Carolina, they were like, eh, LA's not like the most awesomest place to raise a child. So let's go. And so he followed her. And I'm That's so grateful cool. because I did have such a wholesome childhood of like, you know, Girl Scouts and playing in the woods and like all the things you do <laughs> that your kids are probably doing right now. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's such an enriching experience. And then, again, we moved to Vegas because of my mom's job being in travel. And at the time, my dad wasn't really – he'd started businesses, whatever. They Mm -hmm. didn't kind of work out. And so we ended up in Vegas, which was also a blessing, too, because I lived in North Carolina for so long that I was exposed to a certain type of people, which is nothing wrong with that. But I was – multiracial, living in a non-multiracial city and trying really hard to just be white. Anything I could do to like erase the Asian Mm. out of me, I was trying, I was embarrassed to be Japanese. And then moving to Vegas, it's such a melting pot that I was like, oh, like everywhere you look, there's like a Filipino person or this person or that person. And and it just really opened up my eyes. And and, and then dancing, like being able to be a part of Culture Shock, Mm -hmm. I was around. And look, I was a makeup artist for a lot of years. But the point is, is then I was introduced to LGBTQ community and, you know, in dance and in makeup, it's a lot of gay men. So I have a lot of my gay best friends, but that's also how I became quote unquote, oops, excuse me, a fag hag, if you will. Like I just had, mm-hmm, all, a lot of- and that's no offense, by the way, that's what my, my gay male friends would call me. Um, you know, <laughs> attracted more the gay <laughs> ones than the straight ones. That's okay.
2: I, uh, Brandy. I was just curious. Where were you before Vegas? Like w- w- what's that background
1: for you? My husband and I are both born and raised in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So this, I mean, this was, and even like born and raised, been together since 18 years old. I think we've left Las Vegas once on a trip to Ensenada and like, that's it.
2: Oh, my
1: goodness.
2: So that makes it even more powerful. Huge, huge. huge. I'm so happy for you. My God. Like, I just... Do you feel, and I don't know, like do you, obviously you've been there three years now, so you're settled, now you have your job. Do you feel like I I wish I would have done something like this sooner or like the timing's been perfect?
1: I feel like the timing was perfect for sure. I 100% miss my family. We're so close. Like dinner every Sunday at someone's house. Like that's ever, my whole life was like that. So I had a really hard time you know, being away from them, Mm -hmm. but for my little family, it was the perfect timing for it. And I, you know, I have to put them first, obviously. So that's so cool. I think, um, and, and that, I,
2: I would see would be hard because i'm super close to my family too um but also exciting because of these new traditions that you're doing with your kids and um for, especially in the beginning like because they didn't know anybody forcing them to have yeah. those um conversations and experiences with yep. mom and dad and they're gonna i know they'll look back later and be like yeah. "Oh, i'm
0: so glad we did that move yeah
1: i hope so they will
0: um yeah yeah totally totally speaking from experience now (laughs) um but you Val, also Mm -hmm. moved for your guy and you were living in the valley i mean we talked about this in past episodes but she was in the valley for like 19 years so to Mm -hmm. uproot like what made you decide ultimately because again it's for you as a whole as a unit but you're the one that's pretty much making all the sacrifice. Yeah. I think that, um, I mean, he definitely was
2: making sacrifices, not location wise, cause the location was, um, something he was used to. Um, but you know, I, I think that moving in with your child with a, a new person is a big deal. Um, and because I can't relate, uh, I, I don't see it so much it's not like, woe to me. But like, when he talks about it, and when I really think about it, I'm like, that's a big deal. You know, like you, you were alone, like, nobody was like looking at you parent or judging or whatever, not that I do. But these are the things that he was afraid of, you know, like, oh, somebody's gonna come in new. That's like, you know, is it gonna be okay? Um, and you know, you're exposing your, your baby to everything that's new and like, not that he ever has the thought of like, what if it's not going to work out? That's like not even in his head, but I would. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I about that been... all the time. By
0: yeah. the way, like, not to take this conversation left field, but it's like a pet peeve of mine when people are quick to introduce their children to the people they're dating and they're constantly like rotating dudes forward. or girls. Yes. And I'm like, that's no. so confusing for yeah. a kid. And he doesn't yeah. mess
2: around with that. So, um, but for me in the beginning was rough. I mean, I, the weather out here, I mean, it's, it is, I don't know what it looks like in the Valley, but it's like gloomy and cold. My friends aren't like a five minute, you know, meet up to go hiking. Um, yeah. I went back to the back to that side of town yesterday and I was telling Kona that it's like this side of town is way nicer. It's beautiful. super family oriented. The beach is like, I can run there. It's like less than two miles away. Um, I love it. It's perfect for like I was asking you Brandy with like the timing. It's definitely perfect timing for me to do this now as well. Um but I went back and I was like, "Oh, I miss this little junk hole." <laughs> it was there were so many pockets of the homelessness, that really bad y'all. Um and I was like, "Oh, it is a little shitty, but <laughs> but it's so cute." Yeah, like it just made me happier. It truly did. Um but yeah, I don't I think because this is a chapter in my life that I've always wanted, um, I don't feel like the, the good 100 million times percent, whatever that is, and not even English, outweighs the things that I
0: feel like I left. So you're not like the girl who gave up her dreams for a dude? Oh, yeah. no, no, no.
2: no. I, this is, I think, getting me to another dream. You know, cause yes. like family and like having my husband and having a kid and like having that soccer mom life, you know, not like the typical soccer mom life, but my version of it has been a dream. So I feel like this is another step towards another dream that I don't often talk about, but like, and I, and I've talked to David a lot about this and I think that, you know, because of being on TV and stuff, people glamorize this kind of life and i'm like but for me like being able to have like my little family is just a big of like a dream and it will feel like so fulfilling than going on stage and winning a people's choice you know it's just they're so different but i will feel so fulfilled in a different kind of way that this move was that also Mm -hmm. towards a different dream
1: and all that matters is that it's how you want it to be yeah yeah and i think
2: it's the timing it's my age it's everything um that all the stuff that got me to (laughs) hear i think made it worth it and i know for you ali krona that you would and okay so we were talking about this yesterday to be on the real world and i was like to be honest i kind of feel like for the right guy i think you would and for the right situation because she's like nope Not me. I'm not going nowhere for no guy. And I'm like, I think you say that. But if he was like, girl, I'm going to take care of you. Go ahead. Do your, uh, produce your things. I will help finance them. I think you'd be like,
0: "Mm, okay. I mean, if you want to make my show. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) No, but I just feel like. But again, we're in different places in our life, but I'm like, give me a puppy and I'm happy. That's my yeah. family. I'm good. You know? Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was, um, cause yeah, my boyfriend had gotten an opportunity in another city and I was like, that's cool. There is nothing for me out there and I will not be the one, whether it was him or Justin Timberlake or James Marsden, mm-hmm. I I will not be the one to give up my dream and my life on account of you and your dream. Like, go do your thing, boo. And if it's meant to be, it'll be. But right now, I feel like I have to be in this city. Like, I have to be in LA in order to be available for that audition. Mm-hmm. And i was telling Val, like, she has such a long resume that it might feel a little bit more comfortable for you to be able to take that step away. But because mine- Well, but because I'm, I'm like, I'm not away. I mean- Yeah, well, you're close. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> you're close. close. But where, for it's me- like an hour from
2: where I was, and it's really <laughs> still like
0: LA. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But for me- I'm like, I have to be here and I have to be available. Yeah. And so that's part of it too. But all my life I've always been like, ah oh, no, not for a dude. And I don't know. It's just my yeah mentality. But I've also But I think that makes sense because I
2: don't feel like I did this for a dude. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't think for you, Brandy, like you didn't do this just for your husband. Like, I mean, you were the one who encouraged your husband. Call them back. You know, it's a you did yeah. it for yourself, for your family. So it's not like you weren't thinking about it benefiting your life and and your your kids life as well. So I I think once if and when that feels like that for you and like we were talking about your mom like that's so dope that your dad, you know, your mom was the one who was like, "Hey, I'm going to like do this for the family because of work." And that your dad was like, "All right, cool. <laughs> Let's go." Like how neat. Yeah.
0: Um I need to take a sip of
2: water. Go for oh, it.
0: it. So- yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I don't know. But also, too, like, Brandy, your family has always been family-oriented. Like, you were saying, like, you guys mm-hmm. still went to dinner together, like, every Sunday. Like, that's just yep. not my family, and you're very family-oriented, too. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm such an independent soul, because that's just how I was brought up, that I'm just used to being alone. And not that that's a good nor bad thing. It's just what's comfortable to me, so I'm okay. Mm-hmm. If that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it uh, absolutely makes sense. And I feel like, because of
2: where we are in life, um, and women really focusing on themselves or their careers or a lot of women don't want children and, and they're very vocal and, um, aware of that. I think that's awesome. Like I, 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 we were saying I, that's what makes you, you, that's what makes, like, you know, everybody so different. It's just like, okay, for me, this is like the thing that I, I, I have always wanted, and for you, like, eh, no, thank you, give me a dog. <laughs> abort, abort.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no kids, oh. I'm, not, I'm not messing up this yeah. body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, I, but no, but Brady, I also, because I see you on social media always posting about like just like loving mom life, and you totally embrace that. And is that something? Because I mean, that's not like we didn't talk about that in high school, but is that something that was always your dream, or like it happened? It wasn't quite expected, but once it did happen, I'm going to lean into it.
1: Uh, Yeah, it just happened when I was like 20 years old. Wow. (laughs) Surprise. But um, when it happened, it did. Like I just fell in love with this little baby as soon as they placed him in my arms. And from that on, I'd rip your head off if you tried to touch him. So (laughs) yeah. Was that a
2: different version of you? Like did when becoming a mom, were you like, oh, I, I didn't I didn't know this. This person existed in me. Or did you know,
1: like, now nah, when I'm a mom, I'm going to be this type of mom? I would say I definitely feel like I had to grow up overnight. Like, And then when I became a mom, and I don't know why, because I wish I would have never have done this, but when I became a mom, I felt like I had to take all my earrings out because I had, like, my ears pierced all over different kinds of ways. And feel like I had to take my belly button ring out. And so, like, I did all that, which I wish I would have never have done that because I was still young and... But I felt like I had to do that, and that's kind of like the stuff that I did.
0: Okay. How did you? How you tell your parents? Were you and Louie married at the time?
1: No, we we were dating for two years, but still, I told my mom over the phone. Oh. <laughs> I I was, and not that I was embarrassed about it. I was more. Afraid that I was disappointing my parents because we weren't married because I was born. I mean, I'm born. the I was raised LDS, you know, baptized LDS. So that was a very big deal to, to call my family and tell my family that not only am I pregnant, but I'm pregnant by somebody who's not Mormon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah. Do you still practice? But, no, I don't. My Some of my family do, do still, but I haven't practiced in a since. I don't know. My sophomore year of high school, maybe. Got it. So, how <laughs> yeah. was that reaction for your parents? Um, they at first they were just kind of like, "How are you going to do this?" Yeah. Um, but you know what? It, I think I was determined to show everybody that I was going to do this, and I think my husband felt the same way because both families were like, "You guys are so young. How are you going to do this?" I just started my career in, in the dental field, so like I just started. He just started his career in the sign business, so. They were, you know, they were just more worried about us making it. But because we were so young, I think we just we did it and because we wanted to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then your next son, didn't he come almost a year, like shortly after? A year and six months later. Okay. Yep. And was good. that unexpected also? Um, they yeah, my first two were unexpected. My third one was the only one that was planned.
0: Got it. But I awesome.
1: mean, when that second one came along, we were
0: you like, okay, we're pros, we got it, or were you like,
1: ah. Uh, are gonna do this yeah I was like okay we got this we can do this and my mom and then when, by then I told my mom and dad and they're like okay
0: that's Aww. so cool I that's
1: love good that. I give
0: you so much credit for that mm-hmm. and the fact that like you and Louie did it together because when you are young it's hard it's scary we have uh you know mutual friends that had kids right out of high school that unfortunately things didn't work out with them and their other mm-hmm. right. and they had to you know approach single motherhood and when you're young did you ever feel like you sacrificed your youth
1: though i do a little bit when i look back like i never had my partying club days drinking days like i never had that um i think when i turned 30 <laughs> there was a couple of times where i went out like i or don't know i take that back i had girl nights here and there you know when i got the boys got older but i never had those young wild days and and my husband never did either. So he might not say he feels like he missed out, but I know he does.
0: So then do you think like once the last one leaves the nest, are you going to have like a good, like, <laughs>
1: I'm going to make up for old times? No, I think we've done that throughout the years between either he's had guy nights or hunting trips or, you know, I've had my girl trips or girls night out. So we've done, we've had plenty of those nights where I've had to call him to come pick me up.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. I told a good uh, good friend of mine, she had her son when um, she was young too. And he's 17 now. And I'm like, girl, I by the time I have my first baby, you're going to be retired on an island with a 20 something year old, <laughs> sipping a cocktail, living your best life. I was like, so you know, it's like, everything happens for a reason you know i know she's like same similar to you like i missed out on certain things and i was so young and i was like sure yeah. but that was yours to live and and then now like in the back end you're gonna be have you have an amazing life and be able to travel and this and that and i will be tending some little
1: things diaper <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully it's really funny you say that because that was one of the things I s- actually said to my husband not too long ago. I was like, you know what? By the time our kids are growing, gone in college, away, like we're still gonna be at that age. We can still travel and do things together. Yes, yeah. and you guys are so, you're yeah. young
2: and then lively and and I don't know. I not that I I wouldn't have been in the proper headspace to have a kid young, but to be honest, like I just. I envy that in in your life or my friend Karina's life. Like, I'm like, how cool to be, to have seen your children grow up, to be able to experience all the things with them while you're still young and healthy, and then to be able to get that time with your hubby while you're still young and fresh and life is good. Crispy. Yeah, and be able to do whatever. Or absolutely nothing. It does You know, whatever you guys decide. I'm like, that is so exciting. So
0: wait, hold on, because that, that proposes another question in my mind. For our listeners and our viewers, mm-hmm. Brandy, what advice would you give? Because, you know, I always like to tie things up in a bow and give some sort of informational, like, yes. here you go. Um, because you have been with Louis since you were 20, and you've been through three kids, a move, and all these things like how do you keep it together how do you keep it especially you had three boys running around the house like trying to have sexy time or whatever like how do you keep things still romantic or from like just keeping it together
1: um I don't know um I just think our biggest thing is um I've always told him to just communicate with me and be honest with me so when you're feeling some kind of way whether it's a bad way or a sexy way like you need to let me know like, you know what I mean? So there's times when, with the boys were younger, we would have to be like, okay, you know, let's, this night.
0: Mm-hmm. Bed, yeah, the kids in early. there.
1: That's what we do when they're younger. Now that they're older, it's so much easier. Because we could just, you know, go in and shut the door and turn the music up and we're good. <laughs>
0: would, but see, then I'd be even more self-conscious because they're old enough to where they could just come barging in the room and be like, "Wow!" <laughs> At least when they're little, like, they don't know any better. You could lock the door and they're like, huh okay, I guess I'll
1: go back to my room now. Now it's like, can I have the keys in the car? Hey, hey. And you're like, thankfully they've never done that.
2: That's so funny.
1: Yeah, wait till they're asleep, girl.
2: That's funny.
1: I mean, when you're a teenager, maybe you stay up late. I would just be so
0: insecure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You get the outhouse. Like the kid would have to be in the guest house in a separate building or spending the night at somebody's house and then we can like, you know. (laughs)
1: that's why most of the time the master bedroom in the house is on the opposite side of the house
0: oh true that's smart Mm -hmm. very smart i love that
1: yeah i
2: think that and so is there is there something that you're looking forward to to doing like in
1: your retirement or i guess once the kids leave um actually we want to travel my husband wants to sell everything and get an rv and just live on the road that's been his dream forever
2: oh that is so cool I love if that.
1: I would allow him to live in the middle of nowhere, like right now and grow food and hunt food and just live like that. He would, but we're not doing that. No.
2: <laughs> I will draw the yes. line. Yeah. Colorado. It is. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. I've awesome. always wanted to get an RV and do that and just like travel around the world. So good friends of mine have done that. Um, they're young, but they did uh, editing jobs, right? So they could edit, from, edit from anywhere and they've gone, they got an RV. Now they sold it and they have a house, um, in like Santa Clarita area. But, um, yeah. I'm like, that is so cool. Oh my goodness. Like all yeah. the things that they got to see and experience and just the world. simplify everything, mm. which is just, I, I admire that
0: mm-hmm.
2: a lot.
1: My goal is that we can still be young enough to travel and then be back, you know, be able to come back home by the time my kids have grandkids. That's my goal.
2: Nice. No, by the time oh, you have grandkids. The- right. Or not them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. by the time, <laughs> by the time <laughs> my
1: kids give me grandkids. Okay, good. That's <laughs> like 200.
0: Okay. I mean,
2: you, know. you never know. No, so, I mean,
0: these days. They could have a, grand, a kid. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh-oh.
1: Yeah, no, I hope they wait forever. No, I'm just joking.
0: That's so funny. Uh, I love it. What do you mean Well, no, I think we've run out of time. Like, it flew yes. by so quickly. Um, I know. But thank you. Thank you so much for just, like, supporting us like, from day one and just, of, you know.
1: Of course.
2: Yeah. And thank you for being brave enough to share your story and like, come on here. I know it's not for everybody, but, um, again, it's, it's super one inspiring. I mean, I don't know you, but just to even know a little bit about your story now and like the things that you're doing for your family and for yourself, um, just as a woman is like, go ahead, do the damn thing. Like, that's really cool. And, um, for you to just, Do this and chat with us and not be nervous. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I appreciate you. Yeah,
1: I would do anything in the world to support Alicone. I I really would. (laughs) That's so sweet. thank you you so much. Enjoy that weather. Stay warm. Yes. (laughs) Bundle up. Yes. Yes. Thankfully, it's not in the negatives anymore. So we're good. Well, thank you. Well, thank you again,
0: Brandy. Yeah. So thank you. And then thank you listeners and viewers and all the things. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Adios. Thank you. Bye. bye. Aloha. Bye.